Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Welcome back to On Shomrabyog for the 130-something time. 39th? Something like that. My name is Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And you'll have to excuse my co-host this week. He's feeling a bit under the weather. He's got a ricey tum-tum. Oh. It's Benjamin. <laughs> ricey tum-tum is the worst thing I've ever heard. The <laughs> music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything. <laughs> Very good. Benjamin. Yes. There's only one cure for ricey tumtums. Go on. And that is some corona with the familia. <laughs> La familia? Exactly. La Not familia. coronavirus, of course, Ben. No, that's no good. No, corona. No bueno, beer. amigo. Exactly. Yeah. Not amigo. Familia. Familia. No Benjamin, bueno, familia. Of course, this whole riff that we're doing now. It's a ridiculous is, riff. It's brilliant. It's a comedy gold. Is it? But it is, no. <laughs> but it is, of course, based on the fact that there is a trailer for Fast Fast 9. It's just F9, which is on your keyboard as you speak. F9, you take a look, very good. Uh, you take a look down there. They're just, the guy literally hit the button wrong. <laughs> so that's the branding. Fast 8 became Fate of the Furious. Which is pretty good. So a friend of the podcast, Shane, who is witty, but only off air, said that <laughs> Fast 9... It'll be the end of him, guesses. <laughs> <laughs> we got him. Finally, we struck back against him. <laughs> I, I didn't feel it necessary, but okay. Uh, what's the, what was I saying? Yes, Fast 9 should be called Fine. 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 Fine, Fine of the Furious. Mm, unfortunately, it's called... The fine, the Fast and Furious, the Furious Saga, the Furious Saga. I think it's the called Furious Fast Saga. Ni- Fast Nine, F Nine, the Furious Saga, which is a terrible name for it's a, a film. Shite name. It's a dreadful name. It's a shite name. One of the Vin worst Diesel names. definitely got naming rights in that one. The Furious Saga. What's a, what's an adjective for F? Furious. Oh, that's been there since the beginning. Ben, yeah, he might not know that though. He does. <laughs> he might not know that. He protects it like La Familia. Ben, of course, Jesus. the main point of this trailer which we saw the other day, is, and thankfully they didn't release it on a Monday, so we actually got to see We actually got to podcast, see this one, Michael. Is that he can't live his life a quarter mile at a time anymore. I'm a father. He's a father. That's it. That's it. That's all we got out of that. Well, that was the teaser, Michael. Mm-hmm. The teaser for the, fr- for the Friday trailer, which dropped, which dropped just this very Friday. Mm-hmm. This very Friday, Michael. Um, and oh my goodness, Michael. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's yes. the most Vin Diesel movie that has ever been. Um, literally, it was like, get rid of The Rock, yeah. get rid of Jason Statham, get rid of them. and let me be front and center. And that's what it is. It's it, Everybody's coming back, Michael. Everybody, well, almost everybody's coming back, Michael. Oh, no. um, that's not a good joke, man. <laughs> that's a dark joke, Very Michael. Dark. But it, it does raise some interesting questions, Michael. Basically, the crux of this would seem to be yes. that Mr. John Cena is Mr. Super Assassin. He's Jason Statham, but if he was American and a former pro wrestler. Yeah. And Dominic Toretto's brother. And Dominic Toretto's secret bloody hidden brother. Ben, do you think there will be any twists in this movie that haven't been revealed in that first trailer? <laughs> nope. God damn it. No, I don't. I mean... No, I don't. It could have been a very big twist that John Cena is Dominic's brother because they don't look anything alike. Well, that is a huge twist. Yeah. John Cena is notably not Latino in origin. Is he not? Does he I, not have a bit I, of Latin I, in it? It doesn't look like it, though, does it? Not in that trailer. I have a feeling they've... <laughs> They've 
done something with makeup to try and make him look a bit kind of similar tone to maybe it's, it's, it's a foster brother <laughs> yeah, yeah half brother a half, half brother, brother probably um look it turns out that the man who's been shiting on about la familia for eight movies he had a secret family the whole wasn't time wasn't a great brother no terrible <laughs> wasn't brother wasn't a great brother um so i mean it raises some interesting questions because dom's sister has to come back into this dom's sister who famously rode off at the end of fast and furious seven 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 with with brian and no, had, she didn't remember, but she wasn't even in the car. <laughs> uh, well, no, but like they, they got their little happy yeah, moment on happy, the beach yeah, together. Yeah. But she's back. Yeah. Which, which raises be, some questions. Yeah, how's she going to be back when Brian's not going to be back? Yeah, why is Brian not jumping in here? Uh, yeah. Brian stayed home with the kids. Well, that doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound like La Familia that, to doesn't me. doesn't sound like La Familia to me. Yeah, what are they going to do um, about that? Unless John Cena murders his character. Oh, I hope not. As, as a surrogate brother. That'd be very distasteful, though. It would, wouldn't it? Very distasteful, I wouldn't. though. I'd go, uh-uh. Mm. What a poor taste has been left in my mouth. Yeah, I don't like it. Mm. But don't what like I it. did like, Ben, is that Han is back. Han is back. Everyone's favourite character only because he's not in it anymore. Yeah, he's, <laughs> the, he's, he's, back. he's the character we all love to miss. Yeah. Um, and now he just he just strolls in at the end of the film. Hey guys, I'm not dead anymore um, or whatever. Charlize Theron is just there. We have a classic villain in a glass cage villain moment. In a glass box at Magneto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just sitting there in the most kind of marine pose I've ever seen. He's like rigid and upright and oh man look what, it's, what was um what was what was the character in james bond who was in the glass box it was javier bardam's character yeah, in raul specter raul yeah. something or other yeah uh, my place. my ambivalently gay raul yeah so yeah evil character in the glass box hand just walk in and go hey guys i'm i'm not dead anymore or whatever just give them a little smirk i'm like yeah. hang on this is a big moment yeah this is a big moment boys so that i mean redeems jason statham characters in a lot of ways doesn't it because he didn't kill Han. He didn't kill Han. Or did he? Or did he? Or well, did he certainly he? thinks he did. Maybe that's Jason Statham in a hand mask. And at the end, he whips it off. And, and this is where Mission Impossible and Fast and Furious cross over perfectly. Segway. Tom Cruise in Fast and Furious 10. Impossible Car. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look great. That's a better name than Furious Ben, I don't think it looks great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself out on a limb and say it looks kind of shit. <laughs> it, looks, it looks pretty It does stupid. look very shit. It looks like a bunch of people... Just writing it out for the paycheck. Oh, excuse me. Um, nothing about it inspired me. They named the kid Brian, and I was like, uh, okay. I think they named the kid Brian in the previous one, didn't they? I don't remember him having a kid. I haven't seen Fast and Furious 8. Oh, well, then you don't get a say. Do I not? No, because oh, okay. Charlize Theron is in that. Yes, I know, but she's back in this. Introduced. Okay. And well, anyway. family left familiar. There's a weird moment at the beginning of that trailer where... Um, Michelle Rodriguez's character says, your father gave this to me to protect me from trouble. Yeah. I'm giving it to you to protect you from what's coming. And I was like, little son of a bitch. You you clearly have never had to comfort a child. Bam, that is terrible parenting. Absolutely terrifying. (laughs) What's coming? I can't tell you, but But something is coming. Also, it carries on the tradition of, in this universe, cars being something that can break your fall. Yeah, they they can't. No, it's probably worse than hitting the ground. Maybe glass, yeah. metal glass, shards, metal. The car, the fact that the car is in motion as well. It's not good. It's not a good idea. It's not good. Don't break your fall with a car. I enjoy Dominic Toretto's parenting style of hand me the six inch wrench, and he takes it out and he goes, "Are you sure?" And it's just undermining your child at every turn. Yeah, and the poor child has to go back and be like, "Sorry, Dad." Sorry, Dad. I'm a real. Sorry, idiot. Dad. I'm a. He lives on a farm now. Yeah, Michael. He lives on a farm. He because yes, he can't live his life a quarter mile at a time. Exactly. Look, be good. 
Anyway, Ben, in other disappointing news this week. Oh. One of our five comics of the last couple of years has wrapped up. Yeah, it's a real... That was a... Ah, don't ask me what voice I'm oh, doing. Oh, oh. I mean, oh, there's some Orientalist vibes going there, there, Michael. I was, let's let's I turn those back. I was aiming at Italian. <laughs> I really don't know what this voice is. It's just like so a many nationalities. Generic so weird voice. So little time to insult them all. Yes, bloody, 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 bloody Jason Aaron's run on uh, Conan the Barbarian uh, has wrapped up, Michael. Which was a shock to me moments before we began recording this podcast because I didn't realise it was a 12-issue limited run. It was a 12-issue story, Ben. Yeah, it was a 12 issue limited Which run. I'm four. I like oh, it. Oh, no. I like it. I like that. Well suited. Let's. It, it was a, a tight 12. A tight 12. It's a tight 12. Well, a bit of sag. Maybe um, one or two issues. But so, Asi Arid. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not right. I didn't get that right. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean over here, Michael. You lean. They've, they've wrapped it up, Michael. It's bloody brilliant. It's a bloody great little run. It's a good comic, Ben. I really enjoyed it. It's my favourite comic of the recent times. You know, you could listen to more about this comic, Michael. Go on. Bloody collecting issues, Michael. What's, the second podcast from Shomabug.com. Shomabug oh. um, Productions makes a bi-weekly little uh, comic book reading club where you can read the comic book. And if you want to know more, Michael, mm. if your curious little brain is tinkering away, mm. you can bloody stick on a Spotify yeah. and type in a collecting issues. I find it. And this is a bloody podcast. Now, ben, I have a question. When you say bi-weekly, do you mean once every two weeks? Do you mean twice per week? Or do you mean we like girls and boys? Yes. <laughs> very good, very clever. Very good, clever. Um, what are you doing? What are you trying to look I'm up? I'm just looking up the name of the artist. Uh, it's oh, the name of the artist. Who's it's there on the cover there. It's look. bloody uh, Mahmoud Azra. There you go. Mahmoud Azra, um, who did the art. And Michael, I think we've said it before, some of the best comic book art coming out of a comic book. It's very good, Ben. Bloody it, comics galore. And it all wraps up into a nice little package. Oh, does it? Oh. Mm. <gasps> I look forward to reading it, Michael. I will, I will buy both volumes to support this kind of art in the future. Get bloody on it, Ben. Yes. Perhaps they'll introduce a, a full collected 12-issue hardcover with some deluxe art in the back. I hope they don't, Ben. That's not what I'm into. Yeah, that's because you're a cook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Seems a bit excessive. <laughs> Go anyway, on, what's, what's next there, Michael? That's it. That's all the news. That's all the news. news. We've no news or reviews this week, Ben. It's a bloody tough week. It's a sparse week, we're Michael. Fill, we're filling, Ben. Luckily, oh, I finally though. saw Jojo Rabbit, Michael. I forgot to oh, tell yeah, you that. Oh, yeah, go on. Go I saw on. Jojo Rabbit. Review. Good goodness, Michael. Mm. Goodness. What a film. Misleading trailer. Oh, yes. It's not a laugh a minute goodness, riot, is it? It is not a romp. No. It is not a Wes Anderson-style romp through Germany in World War Two. Well, it is. I mean, it attempts that on occasion. And you were not wrong, Michael. Pretty Sam Rockwell stealing the show yes, and across the board. Isn't the de-aging technology on Nicholas Frost wonderful? It's just stunning. It's not uh, a good time to be a Nazi, Jojo. It's not a good time to be a Nazi. I'm going home to my mother. I need a cuddle. Um, just fantastic lines. And as he, uh, So a quick spoiler, because i just like to discuss oh, we're going this with you. Spoilers. I think we're comfortably in spoiler territory right, we're gonna, now, we're aren't spoil- we? Jojo Rabbit the big we're, twist of Jojo Rabbit is about to get spoiled no I'm just going to discuss one of the characters I think Taika Waititi does a wonderful job of portraying weird friendly Hitler and mm-hmm. then somehow manifesting the really toxic ideology of uh, World War 2 Nazi Germany for young men well, because it becomes such a hateful spiteful character at the end because it's Hitler um, no it's not because it's Hitler I don't think it's because it reflects 
the kid's own development. Yes, it's conflicting ideologies in the brain of a young boy. Yeah, well, it's, he's coming to realise that the Nazis aren't a grand bunch of lads. Yes, and it's a tough old realisation mm. for a young Nazi on yeah. the rise. And so he reflects it by his evil, his his comical, great fun Hitler buddy becoming this horrible, screaming lunatic. Becoming a real cook. And it has one of the best uses of their one permitted fuck in cinematic history. Oh, I can't remember it. Oh, is it where he's... Where, where, well, spo- you've already gone into spoilers. Full so spoilers. Well full spoiler is it where he's punted point. through the window by Jojo's mental force? Where Jojo kicks him and yes. says, fuck off, Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> very great. good. Fuck off, Hitler. And I'm massively into swastikas is it, my favourite line of all time. That's very good, yes. Mm. Um, there, um, there are... It reminisced me of the scene in Thor Ragnarok, Ben. Yes. Where Korg tries to chase away the ghost of Loki and says, piss off, ghost. Piss off, ghost. And it made me think there must be at least one take of that where he says, fuck off, ghost. Yeah. Which there I definitely would, is. I would like to see. There definitely You'll find it one day. One day, Taika Waititi is going to make everybody happy by releasing a Taika Waititi mega compilation. Mm. I found out recently how he got the gig as Ragnarok director. Go on. He <laughs> basically made an, an elevator pitch in the form of a mini reel. Um, to the tune of the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. Yes, I've and he just this. took a bunch of inspirations and he slapped them together. And he's like, "That's what I do." That's and the Marvel executive was like, "Yes, you're on. Yes, you got it. You got you're the gig, you weird voiced man." He, he's like, such a fashionable man, Michael. So fashionable, he's so dapper. So welcome so to dapper. bloody Fashion Con 2020 Taika Waititi edition. Taika Waititi, me. He's made um, of. <laughs> Don't know about that. Ben, anyway, look, let's stop filling. Because <laughs> we're just filling. I was excited because I saw a bloody, bloody film, Michael. It's, it's a rare. It's, pretty, it's a rare treat. Pretty good. I very rarely see films. Where, very good uh, film. Who did you see it with, Ben? I saw it with a friend, Michael. Oh, very He's good. Sneaky boots. I can see what you're trying to do there. I saw it with a friend. Let's carry on then, Ben. Last week, Ben, we decided unanimously... Did we? That we, yes. I call it unanimously when I decide something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Funny that we talked about, you know, conflicting toxic ideologies in a young man's head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like every week when I finish the podcast and go, I should just quit here. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. leave it here. I like there, Ben, what you've done there essentially is you compared me coming up with an idea for this week's podcast to Hitler. An authoritarian <laughs> yeah. decision yeah, for this week's podcast. Seems a bit excessive. Some people might argue a bit excessive. But look. Some people might. Don't haggle over... Spilt, spilt milk. coins. Spilt milk. I was going to say something much worse, but I just thought I should. Oh, <laughs> oh no, my. <gasps> Let's move I on. I think I just read your mind. Okay. Uh, we, Ben, this week, I've left a few a few nasty jokes you, on the cutting room floor this few, week. Yeah, you've, you've been, you've been, it's been a stressful week for Michael. <laughs> a little bit of venom drips out of the fangs when he's been stressed. It's a defense mechanism. <laughs> it takes a lot for him to tone it down in a podcast. Everybody just leave me alone. Right. Anyway, Ben. This week we decided unanimously yes. that we would talk about superhero movies and TV shows upon, no, that which are not based upon original comic book properties. And I bought Mick a dictionary so he could look up the definition of unanimously. Yes, <laughs> decided by me. <laughs> Michael Leonard. Yes. Uh, yes, so we did that, Michael, and we put it out to the old, the old gang on Insta. The, the Insta, Insta gang. gang. The pod squad. The pod squad. Hashtag Son pod squad. Um, <laughs> so we got lots of responses from the pod squad. Yes, and uh, please stop trying to make it a thing. I'm not gonna, we're making it a thing. Pod squad not 2020. It's not we a get thing. T-shirts. Not a thing. It's going to be a thing, Ben. Go on. Anyway, go on. How we handling this, Michael? How we handling this? So we're just going to... Ben, look... What, what are I, the rules, Michael? This, upon this... Well, the rules are, Ben. It has to be something superhero or superhero adjacent. Yes. Which is not 
based on an original comic book, Ben. Fair. So the X-Men, Ben, for example, you'll be familiar with them. Yeah, they're, they're, they were a mildly popular team. Yeah. They're still around today. They're out. Superman, Ben, he's out. He's out? Yeah, you can't do Superman. I don't know if we can do kind of tangential Superman-ish characters. I think we probably have to. I think it's an unavoidable... For example, Ben, one of the big examples of that is Brightburn. Oh. Which we saw recently. Oh, God. I think that's very comic-inspired in its own way. Isn't isn't it? It It doesn't have direct material. Fair enough. But it's Superman. But it's Superman. It's what if Superman was evil. What if Superman was a wasp? Yeah. Yeah. A white Anglo-Saxon Protestant? I think he is. (laughs) Isn't he? Uh, No, I think he's a Mormon. Is he Mormon? No, he's definitely not. He's a a Kansas farm boy. What, What religion would they be, Ben? I'm assuming a Christian yeah, of some no, sort. Yeah, they'd be Protestants. A Bible belter? Is that, yeah. is that on the Bible belt? I don't know, Ben. I don't know. I a Lutheran? A Methodist? I suppose his parents might have had some kind of realisation that God wasn't real when their son started bench-pressing cars over his head at the age of three. Yeah, I don't know. Does Does Superman believe in God? David S. Goyer believes in God because he tried to make Superman into Jesus in Man of Steel. Oh, I see what you've done. You see what I did there? Nice yeah. segue. Anyway, sorry. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. And we're so, looking at film and TV. Film and TV. Television. And comic books. And the movie industry. No, that would be confusing if it was comic books. We can't look at comic books. Ben, look. This is a thinly veiled conceit. Yeah, look. You just... You, you came up with it Here's off the, the cuff. I didn't. Here's the reality of the yes, situation, Ben. Yes, Last week, I was browsing the internet and YouTube recommended a clip from Hancock to me. Hancock. Handcock. <laughs> that wasn't YouTube. Or in the movie, he's called Handjob once, which is pretty funny. Um, so, someone, re- YouTube recommended a clip from Handcock to me, and I watched the clip from Handcock <laughs> and said, I wonder if that's any good. Because you'll remember, Ben, it came out in 2008. This is pre the internet. The internet. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, no. No. Is it? It was July 2nd, 2008. Which so is early. It's kind of Iron Man time. Iron Man. Iron Man. I am Iron Man. It's uh, kind of the Incredible Hulk time. Yeah. It was so, the last great push of the, the right? disjointed yeah, franchises. Yeah. Exactly. It was kind of, it came out in that period when X-Men was starting to peter out or Paul out. <laughs> and people saw that there was a want for superhero films, Ben. And they started making them. And they started making them by going and making The Darker Knight, yes. for example. Batman Begins. Uh, Iron oh, Man oh, Batman Begins Batman Begins yes uh, Hancock and people didn't know at that stage that people wanted two types of superhero film they wanted grim and gritty Batman and they wanted the Marvel Cinematic Universe a pretty bright and daisical wrap it up in a twitty bow so there are film. lots of films from that period which are kind of furtive attempts trying to, to strike a balance yeah right and yeah. they were like Do, does it need to be based on comics nowadays if you're launching a, a new superhero movie you're gonna base that goddamn thing on a comic no matter how obscure it is because you want those tasty tasty fans hashtag Vin Diesel hashtag bloodshot hashtag, hashtag bloody built in audience exactly but back in 2008 Ben it was a much more wild west situation where maybe people were people- going Maybe people just want superheroes. Well, was that a very clever? Was that a very clever Jim West reference? Well, well, West Jim because West, the star of Handjob is none other than Mister Willie Smith, Mister Willard J Smith. Um, no, that was looking, looking hench, looking like a big man in that film. He's a big dude, Will. He's Smith. a big dude, He's well but he put he put on some serious bloody muscle mass for that one. I don't think he gets his top off either. He doesn't. No, but mm. he he fills that suit out real good. Benjamin, anyway, go on, tell me more. Have you seen Hancock? I have. When? In 2008. Oh, I, 
2008, 2009. <laughs> so, one of those. So my thinking with Hancock was it probably didn't get a fair shake. It probably got lost in the fact that it was the era of the Dark Knight and the birth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And shaky cam documentarian style filmwork. It was actually a little bit before that became... There's a little hint of it here. And well, in, in, in Hancock. Yeah. Not terribly. No, no, not, not really. The There's scenes, a no. little bit, a little bit, a little bit of it going on. Um, it is very, the fight scenes are very smash cut, quick movement. But let me tell you something, Ben. Let me let me hit you with some. Let me hit you up with some little mini some bloody knowledge. Here. Some knowledge bombs, the bombs of knowledge. Michael's actually, a very popular boy. It's actually not a terrible film. No, it isn't. It's pretty amusing. The ending's pretty rough, though. Well, don't spend your load on the ending, Ben, because in the in the film, Ben, Willard Smith, he plays... Willard J. Smith. Willard J. Smith. <clears throat> he plays a superhero called Hancock. Hancock, yes. Hancock, yes. And he's a drunk and a bum. Yes, he's bloody having a tough old time. Yeah, and he makes a mess every time he does the superheroes. Yes. But, I tell you what... The opening, the opening scene where he gets woken up on a bench by a, a kid to go and stop a bank robbery, or actually catch some, catch some, catch guys, some real bad blokes, catch some guys in a white bronco cruising oh, yeah. down the freeway. It's one of the best depictions of superhero flying and just how difficult that would actually. It just, be. No, it's just really good. the The scene where he catches them and all of his destruction and his powers and stuff are really strong. Depictions you of You really enjoyed 2008's uh, handjob. I really enjoyed 2008's handjob. One of the best handjobs. Um, um, I really enjoyed... The, I really enjoyed... Here's what I enjoyed. I enjoyed Will Smith. He's good. He's not playing Will Smith. He's playing a mean Will Smith with he a scraggly is, beard. Which is challenging his charismatic right. persona. Mm. He's not likeable in this film. No, he's not. And we'll get on to that in a minute. I really enjoyed the, the powers... He he is accidentally enormously destructive, which is kind of Completely cool. by mistake. Yeah. I really enjoyed, and it seems to be the main point of it, I really enjoyed the superhero going to prison and kind of staying in prison even though he could just casually walk out if he yeah, wanted to. He's trying to rehabilitate himself, Michael. Well, he's trying to rehabilitate his image. Yes. And I really like his character arc it's in a the very, first part of the film. It's a very L.A. superhero film. It is. And that's another thing that's interesting about this kind of era of superhero films. A lot of them are set in and around L.A., moving away from the traditional New York superhero. Yes. Because super- New York is overpopulated. It's got a lot of Spoodermans. Think about it, Ben. Where well, did Marvel move Iron Man to in 2008? Bloody, 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 LA. bloody L.A. They're like, L.A. needs a superhero. L.A. New needs New a bloody superhero. Who, who would enjoy some pills, some booze and some bloody mechanized suits? Willard Smith. Willard Smith. Um, two things stick out to me from that, Michael. Um, it's bizarrely quite fresh in my mind. I have quite a good recollection of mm. the film Handjob. Sparring Willard J. Smith. You're sticking with this, aren't you? You're going to make it work. Yeah, no, it's going to be fine. This <laughs> episode's right. called Handy J's. Um... No. um and the two scenes are bloody orgasm explosion. Yes, that's quite amusing. Where, 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 where the poor young lady gets bolted to the ceiling. She doesn't. He pushes her off at the last. Oh, minute he does, and, and he shoots through the ceiling. He shoots through the ceiling. He, he, he can't. He can't finish inside. You see, it's a whole thing. She escapes through the window and runs off, and oh, he's a bit yeah. upset. Yeah. She was very gamey, though. She was. She very, came after him big style. No, no. She, she thirsty. I believe the kids That's say what they these would days. Say now, yeah, thirsty. They wouldn't back um, then. She was game mm. uh, in two thousand and eight. She was game. Yeah. Um, 
And the other scene that sticks out to me is the casual... When he first dons his leather suit. Mm-hmm. His tight buns in that costume awaken... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, there's the scene where he casually takes the lid off the patio heater. And just lets the villain rant and rant and rant about his detonator and how he's going to fuck everybody up. And I just... I really enjoy the scene where he just kind of casually turns it into a razor sharp discus. Yeah. And just flings it and that's the end of the hand the hand just comes Jumps straight off, right off. he usually it, plays Irish terrorists and it's things. great he does he does despite not that's, being great at doing an Irish that's accent. his eternal kind of role to be played hmm. um, but I just enjoyed that so much I, I remember enjoying the action in that film Michael up until the final scenes mm. ah, stunning stunning I'm going to take your head and stick it up his ass. ass and then he does it but like <laughs> Will Smith as a mean drunk is oddly intimidating. You're kind of like, okay, okay. Just. Well, I think it's the superpowers more than the Will Smith. No, that helps. Because he's, he's pretty scary. And he says a couple of times to people, just casually like, be careful. And I was like, he might kill them actually. That, yeah, he might actually do it. It's pretty mean. Um, he doesn't like being called an asshole. Doesn't like it. That's the recurring thread of the entire film. Doesn't like it at all. Call me an asshole one more time, I dare you. Go on. And then, boom. Then he throws it over the sky. Head up an ass. Yeah, or uh, throwing a French kid into space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a strong like in the movie for the French. The French get a bit of... That's a abuse. classic American thing, yeah. though, isn't it? They, they, love, their, they love their slags towards the French. It's because <laughs> the French are so much better, I suppose. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. All right, there he is. Oh, yeah. where He's back involved. Where, 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 do you think, where do you think Handjob starring Will J. Smith fell down? Oh, nice uh, segue there, Ben. I don't think that the Charlize Theron character was any good. Yeah, useless. <laughs> good. I'm glad we agree on that, um, Michael. Maybe the first time in a long time that we've agreed entirely on the flaws in a film. First of all, um, when she's undercover as the housewife who's wor- uh, worried about Hancock being around her kids, Bizarre. she's not very likable. She isn't. She's a bit, bit of a girl. Yeah, she's not, she's not the most crack. And then when it turns out she knew who he was all along and she also has superpowers... Oh, not well built. No, not very well built at all. Very, yeah. It's I think the, that's where it falls down, Michael. I think they felt like they needed a good origin. I don't think they ever needed to worry about too much of an origin with that film. I yeah, thought his could, redemption arc was enough. It could have just been about a guy who's a superhero and an asshole. Yeah, I, I think that would have been absolutely fine. Are they angels? Are they gods? What's there, going on? There was on? no need to introduce. Mm. Why do they become mortal with each other? So they can fall in love and settle down and have kids and have lives and die. Get fuck a dude. Um, what? Fuck a dude. Yeah, fuck a dude. Get <laughs> well, fuck a dude. If they want, yeah. It's uh, it's twenty twenty, lads. You can do whatever you like. Um, to quote the rubber bands, if you want to fuck a fella, go and fuck a fella. It's great. Right. Um, but sure, look, listen, look. They they let it fall down in the third act. There, bloody swirly tornado, bloody wreck yeah, the city vibes. Wreck the city, and then they start losing their powers, and they get attacked by regular criminals. So I think the whole thing, the whole thing basically starts to fall apart when it becomes this has to be about something no it doesn't yeah when it was just like this guy's a superhero and he's a drunk and he's an asshole and, and this guy is going to try and redeem him alright fine but then oh we also have to explain his origins and come up with a way for a threat to be able to physically threaten him in yeah. order to have a film no and need. that's where I started losing interest unfortunately do you know what did it much better Michael Go on. Bloody Chronicle that you watched this week as well. Oh, we're just segueing straight into that. All right. Oh, are we now? All right. All right. Did, no, you have a, did you have a better segue? Uh, well, we did talk about a running order before the podcast, I, Benjamin. I but don't listen to, to you at it. the start of the podcast because uh, <laughs> you unanimously decide what we're doing. Mm. I also watched uh, Chronicle, Ben. 2012's Chronicle. Have you heard of it? Did by you di- know? By director Josh Trank and co-written by your good mate, 
and notorious woman abuser Max Landis. He's not my good mate. He is. You're always on the women abusing what do you forums. Mean, notorious woman abuser. Isn't he kind of famous for being a bit of a bit of a prick? Is he? He's I think it's the first thing on his Wikipedia page. Although that might be unfair to him. Bit of a prick. <laughs> um, look, well, Max Landis may or may not be a bit of a prick, but uh, yeah, he, he wrote Chronicle in 2012. Michael, uh, very similar in terms of color palette and stuff like that. But to Hancock, but to, to, to Handy Jays. Um, well, the big difference with uh, Chronicle, of course, Ben, is it's a found footage film. Yeah, but it's not. Also, that's a weird thing about this. Well, he's using the. Yeah, well, it's a found footage film, but for example. At one stage during the film, one of the cameras is lost and destroyed. So how would you get that footage? At no point does the film make a claim to be a found footage film. It just shoots. It just only shoots through in-universe screens. Viewpoints. Yeah, Yeah, which is an interesting thing to do. At the time. Yeah. Oh, well, I actually... uh, Look, Ben, I'll tell you a secret. I really like this film. Yeah, okay, go on. I really, really like it. Get involved. There is, for example, there's a love interest character. Yeah. Uh, Lacey, Chasey, Macy, I can't remember her name. I watched it literally yesterday. Middle middle America... Manic Pixie Dream High School Girl. Uh, she's not name. Manic or Pixie. She, basically, the reason she exists, Ben, is they said, oh, shit, hold on. If during the final battle, we need to follow one of the characters' perspectives, but the guy with the camera is somewhere else, how are we going to... Do we have to have him... Let's just give him a girlfriend who films everything as well, coincidentally. Noice! We've done it. We've come up with it. And that's her, that's her entire function in the entire film. Tripod. Yeah. She's a human tripod. <laughs> she's a human that's human it. Tripod. That's it. Uh, like don't me. tripod your women guys that'll be next week's topic so she's completely pointless go on but it has a very generic opening yes there's a there's a an angsty teen oh and there's his cooler cousin who thinks he's cooler like, than he actually in, is he thinks he's too intelligent for high school life oh god and then there's the actual only likeable character in the film Michael B. Jordan oh Michael B. He's, he's bloody great. It's the saving grace of everything he's in. He's, oh, he's brilliant. He plays Steve. And Steve is the most popular kid in school, but he's also nice to everyone. Steve's all right. He is all right. He's Steve's not a, all right. He's not a comedy high school bully. And when they accidentally get superpowers, he's nice to everyone. He's not an absolute pillock. And he's the only nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else turns into a bit of a dick. And Dane DeHaan... Dane I don't Dahan. like Dane DeHaan. I think he was very good in this up until the end where he starts Dane DeHamming it up. He does. Oh, very nice. Oh, <laughs> well played. See what I've done there? Well played, It's basically his man. audition for the Green Goblin. Which was, oh man, what a terrible reveal. The end of Spider-Man. Well, he was the Green Goblin the whole time. That, that was a very interesting film, Michael. And it really does take the, a more logical route to what would a kid do with superpowers? Oh, man. Would he go and save people? Fuck no. There's hormones going on. Bloody high school hierarchies, bloody dominating life. Benjamin, you say that, but I watched Chronicle yesterday. Okay, you and mentioned th- that. They get the superpowers, Ben. Was it your first time watching Chronicle? No, no, I've seen no, it no. six or seven times. It's probably my favourite superhero film. Oh, that's sad. Uh, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. What's wrong with that? There's a few things wrong with that. There's a few things wrong with the film, but we'll get to those in a minute. But when they when they get their superpowers and they're filming their superpowers and they're learning how to do the superpowers, it's a really joyful film. Yes. When they learn to fly. Yes. And they're having fun flying. 
I I was sitting on this in, in the on the couch going, ah, oh, look, they're flying there. And I had a huge smile on my face and I was having a great time along with them. And you know what I thought to myself, Ben? Go on. It's nothing to do with high school. For one thing, all of the actors are well into their 20s. But for another Classic thing... American conceit. Ben, if the members of Shamra Byug, our production company, got superpowers, that is exactly what we would do. <laughs> we would cause... Is everything okay? Everything's you look fine. like you've got a serious message Everything's there. Everything's fine. Everything all right? Everything's fine. Does everyone still have their butts? Everyone's still butt intact. Good. It's all good. So, I mean, if I got superpowers, I would definitely go to a supermarket and cause minor mischief. Yeah, you probably would. Yeah. So In fact, you you go everywhere and cause one. That's what I do. That's why I. That's why when the alien came uh, a year ago and said, "Look, I'm going to give you two. Do you, do you want some? Super uh, you're actually the galaxy's most popular podcast. No, we're not. And we've decided. Oh, just outside Earth. Outside of Earth. We don't outside get the, of Earth. Uh, we don't get the the count. He said our galaxy's most popular yes. podcast. We pirated on very on, small galaxy on on backwater. <laughs> one of the smallest galaxies. One of the smallest galaxies. Perfect gallery. Nothing wrong. Um, perfect galaxy. I went to. I went to. Donald Trump as well. He did, yeah, it was, it was weird. It's a perfectly adequate galaxy. Not yeah. the biggest, but the best. Um, and uh, yeah, he offered his powers and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to spare think, the world. Be worth it. But yes, his descent into madness is, if anything, a little quick. It's, it's a, bit, a bit sharp. It's a bit sharp. It is a bit, bit sharp. sharp. It's, now, a, it is set it's up a real right time. turn. <laughs> it is. No, well, it isn't. It is clearly set up the whole time. And it does lag a little bit during his descent to madness. And the acting in the denouement, the final battle between the everyone. screaming, the screaming, the and screaming, the, Dan, Dan. make me do it, Andrew. Yeah, it's always <laughs> a bit much. It's a bit mad. I think if there's if there's anything to be said about movies from the bloody from the bloody era of comic books, not comic books, is the third act's a bit weak. A lot the of third them. act is a little bit weak. Basically, the the movie Chronicle is absolutely pure enjoyment up until the point where they make the mistake and it's a very important dramatic moment and it's very important in driving the plot forward but they make the mistake of killing off the only likeable person in it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And they probably weren't to know when it was written. Who would be the most likeable character? Although Although I could have told you. Steve is written to be the most likeable and then they also cast the most likeable actor. Yes. So, you know, he's definitely the most likeable and I suppose it's supposed to be a bit of a gut punch that... We lose him. We lose him and things start spiralling out of control then shortly afterwards. Mm. But also, we lose the most likeable character. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> so it's like, oh, It's not great. He was the glue that held it all he together. He was the glue that held it all together. Yeah. Now it's just two cousins that don't get on. Yeah, now it's just useless Matt and Moni Andrew. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm. Michael, to, to quote one of the wiser of the two podcast co-hosts here on this podcast. Yes, me. Endings are hard. That's exactly who I'm yeah, quoting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Having said that, Ben, I quite like the ending. He goes mad. Will you pick a tone? No, I, I'm fine. It's just, Jesus, it's just it's not as fun and enjoyable anymore. But at least it wraps up nicely. Oh, just don't do a podcast with someone like Mick. Guys. He gets just stay pa- away from it. He's he gets just impaled, so contrary. He gets impaled through a spike, which is always good. You enjoy a spike. Impaling. Everybody loves to see someone getting impaled in a spike and then dangling there like a dead person, going oh, 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 oh bloody spike. spike! Who put this spike here? Oh. <laughs> oh, I wish I wasn't on this spike. Oh, I wish I could have paid more attention to this bloody spike. Yeah, I've been keeping an eye on that spike. But you know what, though, it's a very good film. It's one of my favorites. Bloody, bloody great film. Mm. And you know what I really like about it? What? When there's two, it really makes you. It gives you an appreciation of the phrase "larger than life." <laughs> you know how superheroes are always larger than life. 
Yeah. And you always hear that and you go, yeah, yeah, they're larger than life, whatever. 1950s called, they want their cliches back. <laughs> when in this movie... Oh, you really got them. I got them. I showed them who was the boss. In uh, in this movie, when Andrew and uh, Matt are fighting at the Seattle Space Needle, I also like that set in Seattle. Yeah, they're into busy teeny little yeah, Two people smacking each other around at yeah, the Space Needle. But they're so tiny. Yeah. And they're not larger than life. Not at all. And it makes it a very realistic, I think, depiction of what it would be like if there were superpower people in real life. It's like... They're very far away. What's going on? <laughs> or even when 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 Andrew drops his dad out of the hospital and Matt flies up and surprises everyone, a lot of people don't even notice. Yeah. Because you probably necessarily you w- wouldn't you, Nobody really. looks up. Yeah. Michael, to quote another great comic book, Invincible, nobody looks up. Nobody ever looks up. <laughs> nobody ever looks up. Yeah. So I, I don't know about that. I think from an Irish point of view of two Dublin men who live in a city where there's quite a lot of open sky, mm-hmm. we do look up quite a bit. Yeah. But I'd imagine if your entire world was concrete buildings just towering above you, you probably wouldn't look up that often. Anyway, there's yeah. no need to look up. It's police set in Seattle. The police set in Seattle. The Space Needle. Very rainy. Very rainy, very grim. Very rainy, very grim. And everyone's unpleasant. Do you know what did have a great third act, Michael? Oh, very good. Bloody 2004 is the incredible. Wonderful third act, Michael. Now, Ben. Yes. We earlier kind of wrote off Bloomhouse's... Was it Bloomhouse? Yeah, it was. Bloomhouse's... What was it called? Brightburn. Brightburn. Because it was essentially a Superman film. Yes. What is your contention that The Incredibles counts? As one of these? And it's not just the Fantastic Four. The realistic themes that were introduced by Brad Bird throughout the entire film that make it a much more realistic thing, more in line with... uh, Bloody, what was that yoke that you had there? Huh? What was that one that we just talked about? Chronicle. Chronicle. It's yeah. not like Chronicle. It's not exactly like Chronicle, but it is. It doesn't have to be realistic either. It is bloody, bloody mature. Bloody mm. mature compared to that. I don't know. I think there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of stones to it. Um, I like how he distilled a lot of the 50s tropes into a very kind of tight film. Tell us very quickly, Ben, what is The Incredibles? Because I know The Incredibles is about a family quickly. of five, a family of five um, who are living in a world where superheroes have been made illegal. Like Watchmen. But what they didn't bloody tell you is, Michael, mm-hmm. what they didn't bloody tell you is, only mum and dad, bloody Bob and Helen Parr, mm-hmm. superheroes, two of the most famous superheroes on the face of the planet, mm-hmm. pre-banning. Elastical um, woman. Elastigirl and Mr. Mr. Incredible. Okay. Uh, and they have three kids. They have Violet, they have Dash, and they have Jack-Jack. Now, to be fair... Naming your child with super speed dash, yeah, not very Bit subtle. On the nose. I would have called <laughs> him. I would have called him Sir Runs a lot. Violet is named after Ultraviolet, which is invisible, invisible light. Very clever. Very like Violet herself. And Jack Jack, uh, we think is a normal baby, he's, right up until that final. Well, spoilers for a movie that came out in two thousand four. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, we bloody thought that he was a bloody thing, and. Um, yeah, he has powers at the end. He has all the powers at the end. Yes. All of them. Um, so, Mr. Incredible is your typical strongman. And Elastigirl he's, is fantastic. He's what in comic parlance is called a brick. A brick? Is he a brick? Is that yeah. what it's called? He's big, he's strong, he's invulnerable. He's big, he's strong. And, that's exactly right. That's, that's the, exactly his powers. Right. He's a brick. Um, I suppose what marks it out for me, Michael, is... As opposed to Hancock, Ben. Hancock in superhero parlance is a flying brick. He's a flying brick. Because he's big, he's strong, he's invulnerable. Like you when you're irritated at somebody, you chuck bricks at people. I don't people. throw bricks at you people. You do, you do. I throw barbs. Barbs. Yeah, witty barbs. 
Let me catch you with one of my trademark barbs. Wait till I get you, Oscar Pistorius. Coming at you. Oh. No, girlfriend. Uh, that's it for us this week guys uh, 2004 uh, The Invincibles. anyway uh, one of the things that I really enjoy about that is the first two acts have some of the most adult themes Michael that I've ever seen in a Pixar film now look adult themes are nothing new Michael they're around everywhere some would argue that this podcast has adult themes yeah we're always talking um, about Oscar Pistorius but what I enjoyed seeing and something I hadn't seen before in 2004 now 2004 Michael is pre-superheroes for me I, I was no great superhero fan no, was I you were. in 2004 you were more into Home and Away the television I was more series. into Home and Away or Neighbours if Neighbor. I get them on oh shame on you if you got me started on the bloody differences between Home and Away and Neighbours because many people difference. were like those are exactly the same and I was like no one's coastal the other isn't get yeah. the fuck out of here Home and Away is more teen oriented as yes, well yes it is it's for, it's for the teens whereas, so, whereas Neighbours is more of a family drama yeah I was I was more into the den at the time I was 13 years old in 2004 my, very good 13 years old so you and were it born was in 1991 pre-superhero for me um, I, it was pre-superhero for me I, I got into my comic books when I was around 16, 17 mm. Michael um, anywho Yes, not relevant. No, this was. I thought it, 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 it might didn't be. Cat my, it didn't catch my attention when it first came out. It didn't. Um, well, I went to see it and I enjoyed it because it's a Pixar film. Thirteen-year-old young men enjoy Pixar films. Do they? As far as I know, they do, don't they? Do they still? I thought they were into drugs now. I, I think it's, it's all drugs and e-girls, isn't it? Yeah, e-girls. Yeah, drugs and e-girls. Thoughts, thoughts, interthoughts. Hmm. Um. And I wasn't aware of all the subtle little things that were being done there. And it was only in later years that people called it a masterpiece. And I went back and looked at it. Michael, Act 1 and Act 2 is an adult drama with superheroes as a, a kind of backdrop to it. One is about a man who's way past his prime. Um, what are you looking at me? Bob Parr. No, I, I can't help but look at you, oh, Michael. Yeah, we're sitting we're, opposite, we're sitting each, opposite other. each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a man who's past his prime and I think it probably taps into a very American thing of that kind of person who peaked in high school yeah and maybe maybe is now in a in a dead end insurance job just yeah. just in the way tell us about that time you scored four touchdowns Bob Bob 45 year old Bob mm-hmm. with, with Helen and two kids it's very much a middle America thing as well um, you know his wife is trying to hold it together for the family he's jaded he can't discuss any of these issues with his wife he's leading a bloody double life Michael on the side gets back into training accepts a secret job what happens Michael that marriage starts to break down why yeah. Michael because there's no communication what does his wife end up assuming He's having an affair. He's having an affair, He's not Michael. having an affair, though. He's having an affair, Michael. Who puts that in the kids' movies, Michael? Because some of those kids went home and looked at their parents and, and went, had hey, affairs, yeah. hey, wait a minute, my dad, my dad's not always around. My mum's often quite stressed with a bottle of Chardonnay. Mm. Ooh. What's ooh, going on? Ooh, some touchy-feely subjects going on there. Mm. Um, and there's a lot going on there. And there's a, there's a now bitter kid, turns out to be the villain, Syndrome, who I quite enjoyed. Um, the bitter sidekick. But remember, Michael, I didn't know any of these tropes when I watched it originally. The bitter sidekick like, coming the back. The bitter sidekick coming back to bite the hero in the ass. Mm. Um, kinky, kinky sidekicks. Um, but look, that's just the way the, the cookie crumbled. But I, I think it's a really good distillation of all those themes and a more realistic look at them. Do you know what doesn't do that, Michael? What? The Incredibles 2. Not very good, I Fucking phone in. Yeah, wasn't great, was it? Ugh. Wasn't Ugh. It? Not what? memorable. What now? Really not. Except there was a big fight in a boat. Yeah, but. Or a ship? I mean, well, they say one of then, the many questions left behind by The Incredibles 2. They say that a ship can carry a boat, but a boat can't carry a ship. Is that true? Mm. Well, now. So it was probably a ship. Well, hey, now. 
you're an all-star. I've learned something today. Let's go. Benjamin. Go on. Hey, now, you're a sailor. See what you've done. Uh, we had a few suggestions on the gram. Most of them, in fairness, came from Infinity Action Figure Art. Who is a great fan of the podcast. Great. We really appreciate your support. Thanks a million. Great, uh, great, great, great channel. Did a very good, uh, he does very good action figure very photography. Good action figure things. Uh, all in camera, Ben. I know I say that every time, but it's, it's very good. There's a very I mean, good one. In camera effects are, are special as, Michael. They're, Difficult they're, to pull they're, off. They're takes happening. finesse. Takes skill. Now, there's a very good one this week about Wolverine and Sabretooth about to strike each other in a battle of ancient enemies. Sure. Anyway, Ben. I'm, I'm going to take a look. I'm going to take a look. Uh, and he suggested. Heroes. And I thought, very good shout. From that same period where there was a want for superheroics, but a lack of will to do the real famous superheroics, either through legal wranglings, licensing, people thinking it wouldn't work. And I thought, that's a very good shout. I'll watch a couple of episodes of the show Heroes. Just to, and then I said, you know what? Fuck that! I'm not watching Heroes. No, Heroes ended up having <laughs> Heroes can a real suck flop. An egg. Uh, the writer strike just destroyed Heroes for everyone. Also, Ben, it was a real classic. That period of TV, Lost, Lost really stands out as the the paragon of yes. this. But mystery, mystery, mystery. They set everything up and they hadn't got any answers. So it's just that thing of get, get some words down on paper. Get there, some lads. things, get get some compelling mysteries. Save the cheerleaders, save the world. In what sense? I don't know. It doesn't matter, actually. As it turns out, it's all fine. I feel like that was a real watershed moment for a lot of people when it came to watching TV where they're like, the writers know what they're doing. Mm. The writers the writers have a plan. Mm. There's no way they'd be greenlit without a plan. And then it's like, Oh no, they yeah, didn't no, have a plan. They didn't have a plan. They didn't no have plan a plan. There. I mean, nowadays we're surprised when a writer does have a plan. No, I think we've come I think we've come through that now. Full circle? I think we have come full circle. Oh, good. I think we trust now. I trust that Star Trek Picard is going to turn out to have a plan. That's because we're doing tight miniseries these days, yeah. Michael, and we don't have to do twenty two episode runs of I things. I think this might be why though. I think heroes might be one of the reasons for that. What a healthy model for television. But the thing was, Ben, before that, things were a lot more episodic. Yes, that's true. So Heroes really represents that transitional period of, of TV and f- making. One of the other big things about Heroes, massive cast. Huge cast. Massive cast. It's enormous. Ensemble Greg cast. Greg Not unlike Lost. Hayden Panettiere. Massive casts. The guy who plays Skyler. It was also the last Skyler? of the kind of... Skyler, yeah. Z- uh, Zachary Zach Quinto. Galifianakis. Zachary Quinto. Um, also played Spock. Yeah. In the not as good as Picard. Yeah. The guy who uh, does the voice of Iron Man in Marvel cinematic stuff. In my in Marvel animated stuff. You nailed it. Good man. Aiden, Adrian, Adrian Pischetti. No, Adrian something. It means nothing to me. He can uh, Padalecki? No. No. Anyway, uh, look, yeah, not it's, great. it's also kind of the last of that era of generic white guy casting. Um, no, it isn't. We're a mildly handsome. There's loads of people in that of different races and nationalities. That's true, actually. That's well, maybe true. not loads probably still I was thinking Supernatural <laughs> You're thinking You get one One person of colour For every 16 episodes <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah There's other people in America And demons can be Usually it's a racial thing as well Usually it's like Oh it's an Indian monster So it should be an Indian Now <laughs> If you want to talk about superheroes Go on And white people you have to go back to 2001's Man. Mutant X, Ben. Oh, yeah. Have you I ever seen? You wanted to talk about this. Have you ever seen 2001 Mutant X? But that's an X Men spin-off, is it not? No. Okay. Legally, Ben, no. No. Legally, officially, and quality-wise, no. Okay. Every other sense? Not really, no. I mean, it's not set in the Marvel universe, and there aren't Marvel mutants. There are new mutants in it. 
who are the products of genetic engineering. New Mutants, the upcoming film from... No, but yes, but no. I'm doing a little wink. (laughs) Um, And it's about a man, and he is a kind of wise father figure. Mick Leonard. No, No? to a group of... His name's Adam, I think. Adam Leonard. Yes. He's a kind of wise father figure to a group of new mutants who are learning to use their powers in a world that hates and mistrusts them. He's not in a wheelchair, though. Wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a hot dang second there, wait pal. Wait a second. So the pilot episode, Ben, revolves around, I think her name is Emma, but that might be the actress's name. No, I think it's the character's name. Emma Frost. Emma, and she's a kind of telepath. Emma Frost. <laughs> she's on the run from government thugs. Emma Frost. Who are trying to get her. No, it's Jean Grey. She's Jean Grey. Like a tight white leather spandex. No, thingy? no. Oh. Like not Emma Frost. Early two thousands, like calf high boots and. I, do, I bet she wore heels a lot. I don't know. I don't think so. Not in the early two thousands. Maybe little mini heels. Very bad fashion in the early two thousands. Oh man, lots of leather trenches. Michael, yes. Just very quickly, yes. it is X Men adjacent. If you want a good giggle at nineties fashion, mm-hmm. just type in X Men premiere. Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen. Why, what's going and on? look at the fashion that was brought to the X-Men 2000 premiere. Just give that a look. Michael, it's, it's a sight to behold. So basically, this show that you're talking about, Michael, mm-hmm. I remember seeing it vaguely. The main man is a super genius. That's his mutant power, isn't it? No, he's not really a mutant. Oh, you don't get me. He was he was, he is a genius, okay. but he was involved in the program to make mutants, uh, and he's atoning for that by collecting and protecting them, basically. by giving them an L save. Yeah, so he has a team, and the team are this milksop telepathic lady. Milksop, huh? you know the classic. Yeah. Oh, oh I have such great power, but what will I do with it? And she's always fainting Fine. and going, "Oh, uh, he's very high waistbanded trouser." It's ridiculous. Um, Halle Berry wore a bikini Yes I remember And then there's The man Who actually There's one guy Who has pretty interesting powers Oh He essentially has The visions powers Oh He can turn intangible Or Incredibly dense He has some density Manipulation powers He has density Manipulation powers Can he manipulate Other things Or just himself Yes he can manipulate Other things and himself But he can And I really like this actually He can only do it For as long as he can Hold his breath Oh, that's good. Isn't that's it? That's a good limit. Isn't that a pretty... And it's a logical limit. That's a good limit. Isn't it? Yes, because you need a lot of oxygen. And if you were changing your density, you wouldn't be able to breathe properly. You wouldn't be able to breathe properly. Because ah. you, you know what I mean? Isn't that... It's quite good, actually. And they it's use him limit. pretty well. Good like, limit. a car hit, nearly hits him and he turns intangible and the car goes through him. And then people start shooting at him and he gets the people behind him and goes rigid and the bullets... Deaden on him. It's, gets hard, does he? Pretty, he gets very hard. Yeah, it gets hard. Mm, yeah, he num, does. Num, num. But... And then, unfortunately, the others are so fucking generic. There's a lady who can do a high kick and she has cat-like powers. Bloody spinny cat powers. Yeah. Because it's can, a woman and she, women are feminine and felines are feminine. And, and that's how can, we're going to align those tracks. She can do a jump and a high kick. Oh, yeah. And oh, she can sake. smell better and stuff. She essentially has the she same... she got pheromones. Oh, she, such a bullshit power. She essentially has the exact same powers as Dark Angel, as Jessica Alba in the TV show Dark Angel. And then... A little pheromone. There's the other guy. There's the last guy who looks exactly like... Do you remember the generic guy in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, Agent, I didn't watch Agents of Agent S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent Ward. Uh, he looks yeah. exactly like him. And he has the most generic superpowers of all. Go on. He can do an electricity. Oh, I hate those ones. Oh. Zzzt. Yeah. Zzzt. There was a guy. Is he... Is he 
conflicted because his powers can kill people. Yeah. 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 And he might be the baddie or he might be just a wild boy. He's oh, he might be a wild boy. He's so boring. Oh, he always is. Oh. He's a TV bad boy. Yeah. Oh. Where we're sitting in the corner and being like, oh, oh, don't worry. Is a personality. I'll do an electricity. Whereas the guy who can change into into densities, he's essentially Cyclops. He's like, oh, trying to, to trying to try to wrangle the team together. Yeah, let's, uh, let's be buds. We'll do it. That uh, holding your breath is a superpower. Oh, do I have any superpowers? Hang on, let me. <gasps> the music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything music. Now I'm going to have to put the theme music. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what have we missed? Are we wrapping up? I, I think uh, we can, can we? Yeah. We're, we're, uh, on, we're on the wrap-up phase. Anyway, there have was you a, more to say about Mutant X? Yeah, they were sued by Marvel. <laughs> Marvel were like, you cannot promote this as an X-Men spin-off. And they were like, yeah, we might though. And Marvel were like, you better not. You better not. Like, yeah, all right. But we might, and they're like, "You better not do it. Don't do it." And Don't like, okay, we won't. You fucking do it. We won't. We won't do it. And they're doing a little winky face. Like, why are you winking at me? He's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we're not going to do anything." There definitely, there's not nothing to do with X Men. Nothing to do with X Men. Little winky wink. Little bloody bloody winky wink. Handy jays and bloody handcocks. Um, right. It was about as good as the show The Gifted. The Gifted was all right by but the end was, of it, wasn't it? It was. Imagine if the gift. Imagine Ben if the Gifted had been made fifteen years earlier. 16 years With earlier. less of a budget. With a lower budget and off-brand characters. Yeah, that sounds there you go, Mutant X. There you go, Mutant X. Ends on a cliffhanger. Uh, cancel shows, they're the worst. Oh, we did that, didn't we? We did an episode the of worst, shows that The most frustrating cliffhanger. cliffhangers. Look, you can take a look back there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, right, what you a- wrap us up there, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> the music for the podcast We don't actually have anything Oh, you son of a bitch. Now to the theme music is going to be in this episode three times. Oh, yeah. People are going to be very my angry. superpower. Theme music for as long as I'm going to hold my breath. Um, ladies and gentlemen, what did we miss? Lots is of there things. any... Oh, you're not the them. listeners. Um, what did we miss? What are some of your favourite non-comic book inspired TV or movie properties um, give us a shout down below Dark Angel I suppose uh, Dark Angel I suppose again we're not talking to you Michael the episode's mm. over so you have to keep your pop culture mouth shut until next week mm. uh, ladies and gentlemen we are Shomer Bjog uh, this is the Michael and Benjamins podcast that's new uh, shomerbjog.com if you want to get in touch with us s-e-o-m-r-a-b-e-a-g dot com means tiny room in Irish means tiny room in Irish you that was new Ben when there. you said we are Shomer Bjog we can, you can find all our different material he's chuffed with that that's good isn't it he likes the air of professional that goes along with that uh-huh. uh, you can get in touch with us there if you want to keep in touch with all our various podcasts we have two at the moment it's uh, Michael and Benjamin's podcast and Collecting Issues you can get in touch with us there if you prefer a more casual approach to your pop culture interactions take a look at our Instagram mm. Shomer Bjog uh, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G yes, um, you can take a look at us there ladies and gentlemen if you're listening to us on Spotify give us an L follow we could use it. follow. Or share it with your pals. Yeah. Share it with your pals. Not Get if the you're word in that other bloody little tiny universe. The yeah, main yeah. one. The main universe. Like if you're the backwater galaxy. That's the language they speak in the backwater universe. So thanks very much, lads. Um, moving on from there, guys. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, mm. 
Give us an L, bloody. Give us an L with the chair, not Michael. Give us an L review, a rambling review, just like the rambling podcast that we have. Uh, give us a shout over there. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe and like, in a classic sense. Um, hit the bell icon. Hit the bell icon. And so on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate our support all the time. Do give us a listen and do give us suggestions for new episodes. If you have anything you'd like to hear discussed, on next week we'll probably be talking about Birds of Prey uh, more than likely yes we'll have to go and bloody see that it's out this week it's out this week that's it from us ladies and gentlemen bye <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs>